Kabit-kabit, bakit ka dyan kumapit? Welcome to Roxy's Got Moxie, where I drop truth bombs with F-bombs. On the second part of my three-part cheating special, I will talk about the third party or what is known locally as kabit. This is not so much as a sensitive issue as it is a less talk about issue, and mainly because we live in a society where monogamy is celebrated. Anything that threatens this is considered taboo and, worse yet, evil. I would like to acknowledge that this is episode 5 titled Kabit Shit and Tita Tibbs the podcast coincidentally have a Kabit episode that is also episode 5 about second season. You might want to check that out too for a different take on this issue. At the end of the podcast, I hope that I'm able to encourage you to focus on what really matters. To be honest, this episode is fucking difficult to write. Usually, I would give you my perspective on whatever it is I'm talking about and why that is, according to my experience, but I don't have enough experience to even talk about being a kabit. Yes, I did say that I have been the girl that someone else was cheating with, but that doesn't equate to a kabit in my perspective. Though I have slept with women who do have actual girlfriends, I don't really care about these women. They are fuck buddies or it would be a one night stand and after a few fucks, I'm done with them. Or they're done with me. I don't care what they do with their relationships. Or with their lives. I do not want to be a part of it. That essentially just labels me as a fuck buddy and nothing more. Okay, maybe a heartless bitch, but that we already know. Why the fuck then do I want to talk about being a kabit? The point of my podcast is really to shed some light into things that we don't get to see or think about because we are saturated with what the society tells us what they are. In our society, kabit folks are always bad people who are always out to get someone else's partner. They are seen as thieves, stealing time and affection from what is rightfully someone else's. The thing with that, though, is that most of the time, these supposed things they steal are freely given to them. For the first time in Roxy's Got Moxie, I will read to you an email sent to me that gives us a perspective, or rather, a sneak peek into what it's like being a so-called kabit. Listen up as it might surprise you. This story comes from one of my good friends and we will call her Samantha. This is her story when she was a kabit. Dear Roxy. Joke lang. Okay, seriously, let's get into it. No one dreams of being a mistress. Each woman dreams of her own man without sharing him with any other woman. It's never an intention to fall in love with a married man. Love is simply love. Love knows no boundaries. It's just that it's the wrong place and in a wrong time. But as fate tested me, I became a mistress for five years. The person I was with was married. We were friends at the office. He was in an arranged marriage as his family expected him to marry for connection. We had so much in common and we found ourselves in a relationship. Being a mistress is complicated. It's not a normal relationship. There are things to consider like his wife and his kids. I can never be a girlfriend in public. The best way to describe it? A friend with benefits, but exclusively dating him. 
As the relationship progressed, I struggled with the things I cannot do with him. Being a mistress is not easy. I had to understand that I'm not his priority and that I will always come second to his family. That Christmas, New Year, his birthday will always be spent with his family. Our time will always be scheduled. When he says I love you, take it at face value. He means it, but it doesn't mean that he loves you more than his wife. Being discreet is key to this setup. We cannot go out to places his wife frequents or places that we might bump into relatives or friends. Buying and paying for everything in cash has to not leave any trace that he has another woman. Going on vacations takes a lot of planning. Ensuring that the wife is going somewhere with her girlfriend, reservations will always be separate, flying out to the destination separately. I learned not to complain for cancelled plans, misdates, broken promises, as this was due to his family needing him, and just look forward to him making up for it. There are upsides to this relationship. When we're together, he spoils me a lot. He makes me feel there's just us in our own little world. He showers me with flowers, champagne, favorite food, chocolates. We go out to great places I've never been to. He would make me feel loved and cherished. We enjoy each other's company as we have a lot in common. There was no pressure of being better, no looking for an activity that will fill our time together. It was comfortable, easy, and complimenting on how we plan and do things. One will also have a perspective of what his family life is, to know why he needs you in his life and how you can satisfy him. Another thing I learned is that he is not my whole world. Do not make the mistake of making him your only world as you are not his. Make other worlds like your career, your friends, and your family. These will help you not to wait too much on him to be with you. It's difficult being a mistress. People will judge you as to why you're one. It's either you're a gold digger or makatika lang. Can't it just be that you fell in love and it was just the wrong person? There are many reasons why one would allow themselves to be a mistress. One, money. Yeah, money. One might be looking for a sugar daddy that would pay for everything, both necessities and luxuries. Two, utang na loob. One could be a mistress because she wants to repay a debt when she needed his help. 3. Love Yes, love. That a woman to fall for a man who's already married and she might not have known. We were together for 5 years. It started off as a good friendship, then a passionate love, a comfortable, convenient love, and then one would think, is this the love I need and want? Do I not deserve more? It ended with us just being plain friends. I would like to thank Samantha for sharing her story and helping me out with this episode. Let's focus on the few points I'd like to make. Number one, being a kabit is not always a choice. There are times when these people are placed in a situation that they don't even know about. 
It always surprises and really irks me when the official partner would go to the kabit and fights would ensue. Tanong ko lang, bakit? Anong point? Seriously, what the fuck is the point? Yung panunugod na yan, it's a classless fucking move that women who allow their emotions to get the better of them make. I've heard of stories where women heralded to be intelligent, sophisticated, and all-around graceful turns into a damn crown when faced with cheating in a relationship and somehow it's the kabit that takes the blame. So you hurt the kabit physically and then what? You really believe that's it? That somehow you are fucking above them and they would know their place and then what? Your partner stops cheating on you? Unfucking likely Go back to the first part of this cheating series and refocus your wrath. Ito yun eh. Have you never considered that they don't know their kabits? What if you're actually the second or even third and she's the fourth? When people are placed in situations like being a kabit, and sometimes they find out that they are midway through their engagement, pregnancies, or even after having a family with this person, that is a fucking tragedy. They just turned into a person who got cheated on and that blows. Number two, being a kabit and knowing you're a kabit is a tragedy all on its own. Like Samantha's situation, she fell in love and the guy loved her back but was stuck in a loveless marriage. You would say I'm defending her and you would be right. Thing is, society puts us in situations that are sucky. Some gay men marry women to be beards and the love of their lives would forever be branded as kabit even if in all honesty, given the choice, he would be with the man that he loves. Situations like these reminds us that the world isn't fucking black or white. There are colors, hues, tints, grays, tones, and shades in multitudes. We need to learn how to put situations in fucking context before we go ahead and label someone as salot ng libunan. Humans are as complicated as the universe and to expect that situations like these are simple is either being lazy or there is something that they don't really want to face. Number three. The point is that wala naman magiging kabit kung walang magpapakabit. What I mean is, it is the responsibility of the person who is committed to stay committed to whoever they promised fidelity to. It makes so much sense and yet this is overlooked. Whether the kabit knows it or not, the point of the matter is the person who is committed cheated. They broke their promise and chose to be with someone else. Kasalanan ba ng kabit yun? I don't think so. I think kasalanan yun nung naghanap or nagkaroon ng kabit. You'd say, what if they were seduced? Um, girls, guys, gays, and everyone in between, that person made a choice. It is a choice to flirt with somebody else, be with someone else, and just go back on the promise of being committed to someone. I want to say, though, that there are those people who go on and actively finds people who are partnered and seduces them because they get a kick out of it. It's an ego thing. And frankly, if they know what they're getting into and the dangers of getting into relationships like these, then that's their risk to take. I don't condone it because it attracts unwanted drama in life, but they can't victimize anyone who refused to be one. To wrap up this episode, for those who are in this type of situations and know about it, like Samantha, ask yourself, is this the type of relationship you want? Are you happy in this kind of setup? 
and have thought about the consequences when shit hits the fan. Some of you might answer, And to that I will respond with, What about you? Don't you love yourself enough to keep being in this situation? Remember that there is only uncertainty with being the second priority. Don't you owe it to yourself to be the priority and not the second, third, or fourth? And some might answer, Trip ko to, bakit ba? As long as you know what you're getting into and are properly aware and prepared for what will happen when shit hits the fan, then live long and prosper. Truth be told, ang ayoko lang naman sa mga habit are the ones na pa-victim. The ones whose act would be, Oh, pity me, I'm only the second priority. Or, ganyan ka naman, mas inuuna mo yung asawa mo. Paano ako? Ay, wow. Malamang ko, mang tanga lang. Di mo alam pinasok mo. This is Roxy reminding you of a quote by Cassandra Clare. In the end, that was the choice you made. And it doesn't matter how hard it was to make it. It matters that you did.